Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Finger Guns podcast. Back once again here in 2020. This is our first podcast of the new year. And what a year it's been already. World War Three is incoming. Australia is on fire. But Doctor Who is really good right now. So that's something. A silver lining indeed. And very excitingly, we have an entire full house to start off this brand new year. So, Mr. Greg Hicks, hello. Hello. How are you, mate? I am very well. Thank you. Good. I have just been to good. see Star Wars. And I can't spoil it because Sean hasn't seen it yet. So, yeah, just stating fact, I've just been to see Star Wars. <laughs> Grand. It was like when we went to see Endgame. Yep, I've seen a movie. Yes, I am aware. I've seen it, and I'm not telling anyone about it. <laughs> that was a film indeed. Yes. Mr. Paul Collett. What? How's it going, bruv? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Glad the Christmas period is over. Oh, that's very humbug of you. Well, I had the, the dreaded boogaloo, didn't I? And so it was just like bed and sneezing all the time. So... Me. Yeah. That's all I can say, really. How was your Christmas? It was all right. It was quite nice. It's a very quiet affair. Um, can't complain about that. I was a sport, as usual. Not as usual, but, you know, it's nice to get presents. So, uh, you know, it was all right. Lovely. Yes. How's your, how's your uh, sister doing? <laughs> She's doing very well being married and everything, yes. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> uh, anyway. But I will tell her, though, you keep an interest in her, up, you know, her welfare, so, you know. And to round off the crew, Mr. Sean Davies. Hello. How you doing, man? I'm all right. I need I need to tell you the story. Okay, go for it. I've been dying to tell you the story. So I'm at work the other day. Have you seen The Witcher on Netflix? Not yet, no. Okay, I won't spoil anything for you, but there is this song that's played repeatedly through it. That's, okay. toss a coin to your Witcher, oh valley of plenty. Dead catchy. Really, really awesome song. So it's stuck in my head. And it's Boxing Day. I'm in the hospital. I need to go to the toilet. I walk into what is, I think is a completely empty toilet. And I'm humming it to myself. <laughs> oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> somebody goes, oh, Valley, you plenty. Oh, Valley, you plenty. <laughs> Total stranger just chimed in. And, uh, he, wasn't doing it, he wasn't doing it while straining when I was it. Oh, Valley, you plenty. Oh, Valley, you plenty. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God, that's got me. <laughs> or a Geralt. Fuck. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, no, it was um, very funny. I just thought I'd tell you that. And I am very well. I've had a really crappy Christmas. Let's get this better by having a good podcast. New year, new cheer. Woo-woo. Yay. We are full of enthusiasm. Let's do this. Yes. So we're going to talk about video games, because that's what we do best, and that's pretty oh, much yeah. all we ever do. So should we talk about video games? Yeah, go on. Then. All right, then. I'm going to start with you, Mr. Grekix. What have you been playing this past week slash decade? Oh, it's a big, big, broad question. I have started off the decade by finishing Devil May Cry 5. Ah, well done. I Finally. saw you had some reservations about it. Yeah, there's a, there's a really sort of cringy bit where Dante gets a new weapon, which is basically a hat which you can throw at people and knock red orbs out of them, which at the cost of your red orbs. Anyway, when he gets the hat, he does this really cringy Michael Jackson dance, which I remember it came out at oh. the time. At the same time as that documentary about his alleged crimes. And it was a bit like, oh, you couldn't have picked a better spot for that. But uh, yeah, no, I, fi- I finished Devil May Cry. I'm still playing um, Outer Worlds. And I, I mean, again, I sing the, the praise of Game Pass like all the time. I gave Remnant a go the other day. That Remnant from the Ashes. No, it's not oh, yeah. from the Ashes. Remnant. Yeah, it's from the Ashes, isn't it? It is from Ashes, yeah. Yeah, because it looked really good. It looked like a sort of Gears slash Dark Souls co-op thing with your friends. And I was really looking forward to it. I downloaded it and started playing it on my friend Toby, and it's just a bit shit. So 
yeah, hooray, glad I didn't pay for it. But yeah, I've been playing sort of Outer Worlds, Devil May Cry 5, um, still trying to make sense of that Citadel game, which I will finish my review of, because it, it's got no purpose to it, as I've said before. <laughs> so I'm still trying to get on with that. Yeah, I've just been sort of rinsing some of the games on Game Pass, really, n- new and old. Nice. It's a damn good service, isn't it? It really is, yeah. A friend of, well, a friend of mine's just got an Xbox, so he's exploiting the, you know, the £1 for three month thing. Oh, yeah. So he's just been saying, do you want to give this a go? It's like, yeah, fine. And we started playing Gears 5 the other day as well. So Cool. You finding it any better? Yeah. It's just, I need to play with, I've got Gears fatigue. Like I gave up after the third one. So mm. having people to play it with makes it not bearable. I mean, they're not terrible games. To me, I just, I need someone to play it with or I'm not going to see the story through. So yeah, it's been, um, been a, it's, I've been giving the Xbox a bit of love for the last sort of week and a half. After I finished Death Stranding, I went over to the Xbox. Uh, to play some video games. Yeah. Not the nice. not interactive experiences. <laughs> exactly what Death Stranding will do to people. Warned you about this. Hark, hark the naysayer. At least I tried it. Yeah, true. <laughs> so yeah, that's been my week. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Paul Collett, what have you been playing this week? Well, not so much. For like, I don't know, the first time in an absolute forever, I didn't get any games for Christmas. I was always a game on the list. <sighs> I know, no games, man. What Dana. Um, so, in my kind of stupidity, I repurchased Ghost Week on Breakpoint. I sold the original one because I thought it was a bit shit. So I repurchased it in the sale, and I kind of fell in love with it. It's a, it's, it's a game that, if you play it how it's supposed to be played, it's more like Assassin's Creed than it is like Wildlands. And when you get that, your head around that kind of idea of it, it also makes a lot more sense, and it makes it a whole lot more enjoyable. So I've been playing that a lot, and I'm still trying to get my way through the first Shenmue, because the third one uh, arrived in the what? first. Shimu. <laughs> Once more Shimu? feeling. Shimu. Shimu. Like Shimu. the whale in Free Willy. That's yes. Shamu. 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 <laughs> oh, God. Let's not start going down stereotypical accents. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. So, yeah, I've been playing that. This game is an enigma. Uh, I absolutely hate it with a passion now. It's like, it's a game of talking to people with really bad voiceovers. There he is. It's all you do. <laughs> but I don't uh, know what it is. Absolute enigma. That's what it is. Maybe it's the world, maybe it's I don't know, just you know, the, the rose tinted glasses from the dream costumes. I don't know what it is, but it's, I'm still playing it. I'm arguably about half out of time. There's only so many times you can hear baby boy Rio ring out across, you know, set around sound speakers. It's just terrible. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's always a, it's always a pleasure to walk into the tomato shop, whatever it's called, and hear that, that music. I love it. And I sent it to Sean the other day, and he didn't recognise it. So I think I win a point automatically on this, this quiz. Uh, that was, what? That was what? I sent you that soundbite, or the group on, on Slack, a soundbite. There is no way I am opening a file that you have sent to me. I know the shit that you watch in your personal life. I am I not opening... All Joe's <laughs> fault. That's legit. You know, if it's video, I'd understand. Well, it just said um, file from iOS, so I, I'm, I'm not touching that, but I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you must have listened to it because you didn't know what it was from, and so therefore I've won a point. Uh, I think you see, uh, you'll see I said, what the hell is this? Exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised uh, Ross didn't get involved either, because I would have thought you'd recognise it, but never mind. Yeah, iOS files, I don't open those. Oh, but can't you just play it as an as a audio file? Is that not how it works? Possibly, I don't know. Shame. You know what iOS? Shot uh, song music. Ugh. iOS files are uh, notoriously iOS only. Uh, Might open on VLC. So you said uh, Shenmue Three turned up finally. It did. Yes, I haven't actually played it yet. Cause I really want to try and get 
like the first two games done and then play the third one. Nice. But you got all the uh, all, all the cool shit that came with it. Yeah, the kind of cool iron-on badges and everything. They were really cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nice, Did you get any stickers? A couple of stickers. Had a little sheet of stickers, yeah. Can you mm-hmm. send me one from a laptop? I can see one from a laptop. Yeah. Only if you strategically place it in a nice, neat position, not slap dash. <laughs> Is that a deal? I, I, I will give you the pick of the position. I will send you a picture of the top of my laptop, and you can tell me the grid reference and where to place it. Okay? <laughs> Perfect. In case you can have all the stickers. Nice. <laughs> B1 Thanks, across to B5. That should be fine. <laughs> you suck my processor! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it came. It comes with because we were very lucky to get a, a review copy, and it came with all the collector's edition stuff. So that's yeah, pretty dope. It's all very nice. Can you call it a Shen mirror? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, nice uh, one by Uflection. <laughs> hey, God. Here we go. Oh God, sorry. That's oh, I missed you guys. Love it. Uh, right, Mr. Sean Davies, what have you been playing this week, year, decade? I have made a list so that I didn't talk for ages. <laughs> and I have. <laughs> have you checked it twice? Um, yes, and they're all naughty and nice. I knew that I, that I was going to play a load of games because I've absolutely rinsed that PlayStation Network January sale. It is some good shit on that sale right now. So I just kind of hammered it. And I've had a couple of games for Christmas. So I wanted to make a list. So Luigi's Mansion 3, 7 out of 10, the shittiest door design in any game I have ever played in my entire life. What, even Resident Evil? Yeah, no oh, fucking worse. Oh, I you said it. Oh. Oh, buddy. Oh. so good. <laughs> ten minutes in. Mega Aquarium, eight out of ten. The last mission is fucked and kept crashing. <laughs> just cause four, six out of ten. I would love to see what Avalanche could do if they just made their map smaller. Because they've made this fucking lovely big map and filled it with fuck all. And it's really disappointing. Uh, the Bunker. Which I know, I think Paul's played, maybe. Yeah, I reviewed that. I think, yeah. Uh, I, I give that an eight out of ten. Um, I give it probably a five. Yeah, I was going to say right? that is that is really not your type of game, is it? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Ghost of a Tale, uh, <laughs> solid snake out of ten. Sneaky mice avoiding sleepy rats. <laughs> what the fuck was I on this night? <laughs> uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. They're just fucking great games, man. Seriously, like. The good Pokemon games. Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. The internet told me they weren't. So, what are you doing? Do you know? Do you know uh... what? Right. I, I, I'm amazed. Right. Some of the outrages that I've seen around this game actually don't exist. Like, do you know how there was this big uprage about how, like, in Pokemon Go, Pikachu and Eevee, you could see Pokemon in the wild to go and fight, and there was this big uproar that that wouldn't be in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Only. If you play more than 10 minutes, they are. You can see them in the long grass. You can go and fight specific Pokemon. It's stupid. Like, what are these people doing on the internet? It's a really fucking good game. There are some stupid, <laughs> stupid elements. Really stupid elements. Like, there's one plot that, like, it sounds really important, and it lasts for about 10 minutes, and then it's never mentioned again. But, you know, the, the rest of the game is just superb. Middle Earth, Shadow of War. Oh, fuck, make your fucking text bigger, for God's sake. I'm sitting, like, seven feet away from my TV, and I cannot read a goddamn thing that's on that screen. Um, Dead End Job, 10 out of 10. We'll play again forever and always. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is fucking good now. So good. So, so good. I, I've upgraded to the Celebration Pack and got all of the emotes and everything because I'm a sucker. Yeah, but the funny thing is, I've downloaded that again uh, over, over the holidays, and it's still like a really bad shooter, though. 
No, like, you were a bad shooter. No, no, no. It's glitchy, <laughs> as in like it's bad and it's glitchy, as in like you're you ducking behind cover and you've got line of sights is clearly on a person, but it hits the railing in front of you rather than the person. It's that kind of bullshit. Needs to be dispatched. What? You would. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have a multiplayer game, and you're going to have to show me what you're talking about. Well, uh, fine. In fact, I'll actually do a video footage of what I'm going to do and send it to you via iOS files. So fuck you, man. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> Late Shift, which is another one of those FMV games. Now, I played this with my wife, and she is she's just blown away how, at how good this game looks. Like, the production values on this game for something that cost me, like, three quid. It's just so good. And if you, if you get a chance, it is well worth a go. Dr. Decker, the infect- infectious madness of Dr. Decker. Mm. This game is fucking wild. I don't know how to describe this game, apart from the fact that you're basically talking to a lot of mental patients and they're all really weird. Well, the actors are brilliant in it. So if you like weird and really convincing creepiness, like you want to sit down with Charles Manson, 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 I'd give that a go. Um, Telltale's Walking Dead, 10 out of 10. Uh, Telltale's Back to the Future, 6 out of 10. Telltale's Minecraft Story Mode, Season 2, 7 out of 10. I liked it. I know you didn't, Ross, but I liked it. It was cheesy and shit, and it was just what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I look for in a game. Cheesy and shit. <laughs> I mean, you do play Shenmue. Hey, what? hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Easy now. I've been playing Until Dawn. Which How good I, is that? Do you know what? I think it's one of the smartest narratives I have ever played. I think my son's phone is ringing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been playing Until Dawn. I've been playing Subnautica which is fun. Uh, it's like a survival game. My son had it for Christmas, so I've been like stealing a good go. The sea is so good looking in that game. It's one of, some of the best water I've seen in any game. Scribblenauts Showdown is a fantastic party game. And also, if you've got kids and you want them to learn how to spell, get this game. It's really um, geared towards like teaching kids how to spell. It's great. Outer Worlds, fuck, supernova difficulty. Um, it can eat a big heap of shit. I'm so I'm, I'm really trying to get the platinum trophy on it and i accidentally killed one of the main quest givers i say accidentally i got really frustrated because i didn't have enough lock picks to get past the part that i wanted to so i just went up and shot her in the head and then the game auto saved and that's the only way you can save in uh-huh. uh, in supernova difficulty so what, i kind of only it, it doesn't need any manual saving no no manual saves the only place you can save manually is on your ship oh, and, okay and it auto saves every time you use a door. Oh. <laughs> so so on the ground ground shaft. Ground, shaft, yeah. Ground, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm not sure whatever it is. There's a woman that's like buying research and she will sell you a nav key to go to a certain planet. Yes. Yeah. Well, I got really tits off and just shot her in the head and then oh, killed her. Oh, you mean everyone. the sweet old lady that gives yeah, you Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she didn't have anything on her. I thought I would just be able to steal the nav key from her, but it's in the safe next to her. And I didn't have enough uh, mag locks, mag, um, mag picks, yeah. mag picks to get get past it. So basically, then the game just says, "Hey, you totally fucked yourself. Now you're gonna have to go and land in the most dangerous part of the game." Um, basically, I'm skipping like three planets, and I am totally unleveled. I'm like 15 did levels. You, did you not have a manual save on your ship before you went and saw her? No, because I've, I've just been relying on the auto save because you can't. Oh, like... you penis. No, but the thing, I, like, it, it saves over your autosave. It saves over your save, so it's, like, basically... Well, what's the point in that you do a manual save, then? So you can say, okay, I've gone here, now I've talked to some of my companions, and then I'll save. Oh, that's, okay. That's pretty much it. But, yeah, I've I've totally boned my playthrough. Nice. And, yeah, and, and this is after I got some of my companions killed already. 
You have played a lot this week. Yeah, and lastly, I've been playing Stories Path of Destinies. Oh, I didn't like that. Yeah, and it's getting repetitive. Was it on um, Plus at one point or something? I can't remember, but I, I, I had it to play and I didn't like it. Yeah, they played the, that Spearhead Games second game. It's called Omen Sight. Omen, yeah, Omen Sight, I think it's called. It's, it's kind of the same, but um, better. And I, I've been playing the stories, Path of Destinies. I, I've been enjoying it. It's like it's got some fun little twists and narrative turns, but it's getting a bit repetitive now. I think I've almost finished it. So, but and that has been my absolute ton of games. I'm sorry for the list. Roscoe, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of xCloud over Christmas. Uh, I was over at my sister's uh, for Christmas and I didn't take my Switch with me. So I thought I'd check out xCloud on their internet. And it was very nice. I'm playing Just Cause 4. And you're right, Sean. It's dull. I don't understand how they make these games dull. It's bewildering to me. But it's so strange how annoyingly boring it is when the game is essentially just about blowing shit up left, right and centre. And... I had the same issue with just course three as well. Um, I was I was enjoying it and I got quite far into it, but then you, you sort of realise, oh, it's just again and again and again, and it seems like just course four hasn't moved it along all that much, and so I ditched that one. So I moved back into Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is a game that I haven't completed, and I didn't complete first time round, but I wanted to get back into it. It was an option to play it on XCloud, so I gave it a go, and I was lying in bed <laughs> at my sister's house playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider on my phone with my Xbox controller. And had a really, really good time with it, actually. And so I'm a little bit more into it now. I've reached the point where I was in my save on PS4. So I've jumped back into it now on PS4. We're going to play the rest of it on the console. But it's great. It's a really, really good game. And I'm joining it again. I don't know why I stopped playing it before. I'm assuming it was released around the time that other big games are coming out. So I just kind of ditched it and played something else. But it I'm glad a, that it's... It got a really bad rap at release, didn't it? And yeah. a lot of people were saying it wasn't worth playing... And they killed a lot of the buzz for it. I know that's the reason I pl- I stopped playing it is, like I was really quite into it, and people said, "Oh, it's just not worth playing." And I was like, "Well, there's loads of other stuff coming out." So, mm. it is weird. I mean, Lara is very unlikable in it, and that's an issue when you know she's your primary protagonist, and she's a little bit annoying to be around at times. But you know, the puzzles and the adventuring is always fun, and the shooting mechanics are great. So it's fine. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. It was a good game. There's a lot to like. Um, I started Gears 5 on Ed's Cloud, which was an experience. Uh, again, it's just it's just Gears. I think you know Greg was right when he said it's just Gears again. And it doesn't really move the franchise along, considering it's the fifth in the franchise. It's a little strange. And yeah, I mean, it's just... I haven't been home, so a lot of my gaming has been xCloud and playing Mario Kart with my nephews over Christmas, beating all of them, which was always a pleasure and absolute treat. That's about it, really. I've come home and I've carried on with Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Fortnite, obviously. Winter first, got all the stuffs, so I'm very happy with that. It's been a good time. The blizzards are fun. I'm enjoying running around and not being able to see what I'm doing. That's a good laugh. And so, yeah, just waiting now for this goddamn season to end. It's been going on forever. And that's my gaming over Christmas and this week. Checking out xCloud. xCloud runs like a dream. I really, really like it. I'm very, very impressed with it. So I think once it goes full-time and it comes out proper, I'm going to jump on for sure. Especially when you're going to be able to access your own library of games anywhere you want. That's going to be awesome. So Is that is that on Android only, I assume? And, and... Uh, for the time being, yeah. Is it available on other stuff? I was looking, I was looking to try and get it or getting the was it the beta that's open at the moment or something? The, yes, the, but um, I couldn't find anything for the Mac or anything, so it seems like it's just 
PCs and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's Android for the time being. Ooh. And, you know, Android's running the beta. Assumedly, they will cross over to iOS eventually. But it makes sense, doesn't it? Sorry, man. <laughs> you've, got, you've got Apple Arcade. Deal with yeah, it's about the same, is it? <laughs> and eventually, xCloud will come to the Windows phone. <laughs> Oh, the, the Nokia Lumia. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. So that's fun. And I'm enjoying it so far. There's not many massive releases up until the release apocalypse in a couple of months. So just enjoying little opportunities when I can to check out SCloud. And so far, so good. Probably so. Yeah, it's all going well. All right, then. For the first time in 2020, it's time for... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most exhilarating, most exciting, most electrifying video game quiz in all the world! Hosting the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Lock up your daughters, hold on to your butts and go absolutely uptown Funkatron for the smoothest can in the entire podcast cosmos. It's the knowledge himself, Mr. Sean Davies! <laughs> can you keep that in rather than have the proper uh, thing <laughs> oh dear uh, oh, oh, thank you thank you that's thank you. So, so kind of you thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to the finger guns trivia challenge as this is a new year we're going to reset the scores to zero you're all on level pegging what uh, yeah Roscoe <laughs> you've won season one of our podcast okay you yeah! won yeah, I'm, next time I see you physically, I will hand you a trophy. Yeah, you and, will. And a and bunch it, of fives. Uh, it will say biggest nerd on it, and you will wear it with pride. Yeah, I will. I'll see you at rest. <laughs> I will hang it around my neck. We will do a, a small presentation. <laughs> <laughs> In Pizza Hut, of course, or something like that. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to kick off this, this new season of our podcast with a fresh batch of scores. Everybody's on zero. And this quiz... It's all about this year's games. I'm really angry about this, by the way, but carry on. <laughs> Why are you angry? <laughs> oh, I was, I was doing are... so well. I know. Oh, take the win. Jesus. <laughs> I'm so angry about winning an entire season of this podcast. <laughs> I'm okay. grateful much. You know what I mean? Uh, shut it up. So if, you, if, you've never, if you've never heard this podcast before, welcome. And the way we're going to do this, I'm going to ask questions. Ross, Paul, and Greg are going to answer the questions in private. And towards the end of the uh, podcast, we'll give you the answers. And then you can tell us how well you did, and we'll see which three, which one of these three got the most answers correct. And they will get the scores, and then towards the end of the, you know, this year, maybe, we'll, we'll call another winner. They're going to have to put up a, a lot more of a fight. We're going to have, like, 52 quizzes this year. Yeah. yeah. Fuck me. A lot of quizzes this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's kick this off with question one. The first chapter of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, releasing on the 3rd of March, is set in which game city? So question one. The first chapter of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, chapter 1 of 50, releasing on the 3rd of March, is set in which in-game city? Now it's easy one to kick you off. That's uh, <laughs> £60 for one area of the game, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just want yeah. to check. Um, the DLC will cost one kidney. <laughs> Question two: 
which two Sega and Platinum Games developed action games are getting remasters, which will release in February 2020. So exciting. Question two, which two Sega and Platinum Games developed action games are getting remasters, which will release in February 2020? You better get this, Paul. I'll consider it. Is it point you better for get each? the question right, or you better get the... the both. both. Ah. Point for each. I'll give you a point for each. I'm feeling generous oh. today. Thank you very much. Just one question. I know. Just you wait. I'm giving out points like, like Santa Christmas today. I'm like, oh, just dole on them out. Okay, question three. Santa Christmas. Santa Christmas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Christmas. <laughs> uh, you never heard that amazing Christmas song? It was number one in Stoke back in 1988. Just no, one's heard, no one's heard of Stoke. <laughs> does Stoke have its own music charts? Yeah, yeah. I think it yeah. does. It's, it's, Stoke has its own ecosystem, doesn't it? It's like, Stoke, Stoke's, like, Stoke's like Sanford, which is made up in hot fuzz. It's not a real place. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. <laughs> Question three. Which remastered game will be included for free with any pre-order of Doom Eternal? Question three, which remastered game will be included for free with any pre-order of Doom Eternal? Guess what I've been looking at. <laughs> okay. Question four. Someone's been on the PSN store. <laughs> Question four. What are the names of the two games that Xbox Game Studios are publishing in April 2020? And I will give you a point for each. So One question... score with feeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you want you want all the feeling. Question four: What are the names of the two games? <laughs> what are the names of the two games that Xbox Game Studios are publishing in April 2020? Oh Shit. dear. Is it point for one? Point each? I'll, or... I'll give you a point for one. If you get both, you get two points. Hmm. I'll give you three seconds. Okay, question five. What is the name of the next entry into Supermassive Games Dark Pictures Anthology scheduled to release in 2020? Question five, what is the name of the next entry into Supermassive Games' Dark Pictures Anthology scheduled to release in 2020? Did you play Man of Eden? No, I haven't. Yeah. I've been hovering over that buy button in the PSN stale because it's 15 99 at the moment. Oof. Yeah. Question six. Oh, shit, I know what one of those games are. All right, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Question six. What is the name of the first game that will be published by Sony Interactive in 2020? That's a very good question. 
Question six, what is the name of the first game that will be published by Sony Interactive in 2020? Question seven, what is the name of the city you'll be exploring in CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077? Question seven, what is the name of the city you'll be exploring in CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077? Crap, we sat through a presentation and I've forgotten. <sighs> I know, we were front row and everything. Holly will be utterly devastated. Well, I'm going to laugh at her again. <laughs> Last time, so what is the name of the city you'll be exploring in CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077? Okay. Tell me why. Question 8. What is the subtitle to the next Yakuza game, Yakuza 7, set to release in 2020? And question 8. What is the subtitle to the next Yakuza game, Yakuza 7, set to release in 2020? Like a glove? I don't think I'm going to do very well on this one. And that's not a bluff. I just don't think I'm going to do very well on this one. Okay. Question nine. Typhoon Studios, who will be releasing their first video game, Journey to the Savage Planet, this month, were recently bought by which massive corporation? Question nine. Typhoon Studios who will be releasing their first game, Journey to the Savage Planet, this month, were recently bought by which massive corporation? And finally, question 10. Can you name me four of the playable characters currently confirmed for the Marvel's Avengers game, which is releasing in May. And I will give you a point for each one, because I'm feeling really generous. So question 10, name me four of the playable characters currently co confirmed for the Marvel's Avengers game, which is releasing in May. That game that's just set on a bridge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And that is all 10 questions. Oh, thank you. Whew. Not holding back. No. I, I, be honest with you, I've been like storing this up. I wanted, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we did a quiz. And every day that's gone by, this quiz has got slightly harder. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Paul's going to win anyway. It doesn't matter. Cool. No, he hasn't said it yet. He hasn't said it yet. He has no, been he's... very quiet, though. He has been quiet. Said what? What do you mean? Well, every time you say, oh, I haven't got this, there's no way I'm going to win this. Oh, I'm going to win this. Oh, there you go, job. there you go. That was right. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've already said it unironically. Well, yeah, but that, I mean, the karma might align here. Greg said it first. 
but Greg's success factor with the whole I'm going to fail here. You know, we'll see. This should be interesting. We'll find out later. All right. Thank you very much, Sean. It's cool. As ever. Right, let's jump into some news. And there's not a lot of news going around, obviously, because the very start of the year, all the game developers and publishers are putting their stuff together ready for 2020. But we do have a couple of things that we can go through, including the specifications, the possible specifications for the PlayStation 5. Now, this was recommended by Mr. Sean Davies, so I'm going to head over to your direction, if you can tell us all about this. And does it weigh up to the Xbox Series X? Are we going to get excited about what could be on the cards for the PlayStation 5 this year? Okay, so this leak kind of happened. So there was a, a, a list of test results on GitHub, which is like a developer's... Um, website where lots of developers go, they share code, they share uh, applications, they help develop things together on GitHub. And there was an unprotected file from Intel on GitHub that were test results from certain builds that they've been working on. And we know how powerful the the Xbox Series X is. They, they've told us what the benchmark is. It's something like 11.6 teraflops of bankery. Um, but there was another build on the tests that basically looked like the PlayStation 5. And unfortunately, it was registering at 9.2 teraflops, which is 20% less than the Xbox Series X. Now, some small caveats. We don't know for sure that this test was run in exactly the same way because there's no qualifiers around it. It could be that the fact that it was run differently as a benchmark and we don't know 100% that this is the PlayStation 5 but a lot of people have said that it might be and those people usually know what the hell they're talking about so this rumor holds some weight and it looks like the PlayStation 5 might be 20% less powerful than the Xbox Series X out of the door there were other test results on this GitHub page and um some of them were significantly lower than the PS5. Some of them were a little bit higher than the PS5. But you know, basically what they're saying is that the PS5 is likely going to be not as powerful as the Xbox Series X. Please discuss. Oh my goodness me. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, is it? It's, think... it's in comparison to the PS4 Pro and the One X, because the One X is has got a little bit more juice than Pro, but it's not enough that it's you know earth sh- earth shatteringly different not like say switch to the ps4 no it's basically the teraflops it's got is basically the double of the the ps4 pro so it is going to be a massive jump again but it's it's going to be interesting and immediately it won't make a difference because the games that are going to be developed for both the xbox series x and the ps4 the ps5 sorry are going to be they're not going to be trying to max out the the console's capacities because you've got this new architecture this new system always towards the beginning of a generation things are restrained you know they they basically like to have a bit more power to be able to basically brute force their way into certain situations through development rather than having to use very nuanced code and stuff so yeah early on it won't matter but it depends on which console takes off the most because if the xbox series x takes off and 11 point whatever teraflops becomes the standard the developers want to work at. And why wouldn't they? It's a lot of power. 
then it means the PS5 is going to struggle. Now, it won't struggle first party because you know every every single person working in you know in Sony's in-house will have the very best tools, the very best everything at their disposal to be able to you know make the best games even with just you know 9.2 teraflops. But third parties, you know, if you've got a you've got a choice between building something for 11.2 and then seeing if it will work on 9.2. You know, if if the Xbox Series X takes off and becomes more popular than the PS5, then that will become the situation. Whereas, you know, you know, with um, like the uh, the Wii and the PS3 and the Xbox 360, back in those days, you'd have like games developed for the Wii, and then maybe they'll stick it on something else because they, it was you know the the biggest platform. And the same with this generation, you know, your PS4 is the biggest. It's often the key developing platform for a lot of games. You know, it's PC and PS4, and then okay, we'll port it to Xbox One. And that's why so many games towards the beginning of their generation were, you know, they struggled on the Xbox One. It was slightly less powerful, and it was wasn't their primary platform. But you know, moving forward, it will it will be interesting because straight out of the bat, Xbox can say we've got the world's most powerful console, and that's like a big deal to tech nerds. So it'll be very interesting. Is it a big deal to consumers though? The games will be the deciding part, I think. That's that's what will will this will sway the the, the consumers, mm-hmm. and you know if you can say you know your games are so fucking much better because you've got all this extra power, then it's going to be a no brainer. And the probability is this extra power will come at a cost. And there is this you know this this Xbox Lockheart or Lockheed or whatever the hell it's going to be called, which is the lesser powered version of the Xbox One Series X, Xbox Series X. Xbox Six, Series S. For sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> calling, yeah. It, calling it Lockheed's a bit of a weird one, though, isn't it? That's the... Lockheed that's the, Martin are the weapons manufacturers. I think that's the code name. I was going to say, it'd be a bit sort of flying the flag of ignorance, really, if you're <laughs> calling it calling it after a company that gets in a lot of shit for uh, what <laughs> yeah. they do. Uh, it might be Lockhart. I can't remember what the code name is. I was going to say, which is funny because one of my one of my I won't name his name, but one of my friends works for Lockheed Martin over here. He does pensions, and he gets people giving him shit for it. He's like, I just do the pension plans. I don't build. <laughs> I don't build the missiles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shame, you know. It'd be really nice to have a friend who builds missiles. You imagine bringing that home from work. Look what I've built today. An ICBM push out the back garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, he would be far more of an interesting person to know than the guy that does pensions for the guys that build rockets. Um, sorry, so, I tangented then, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it might make a difference. It might not. It depends on the price, depends on the games, but it is it is a big bonus hmm. for Microsoft to be able to say the world's most powerful console. Right. It, it also might not make a difference. It, it, and it also might not be true, but we'll see. Quite. I mean, all it does really is allow IGN to make comparison videos, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Digital Foundry are going to be wanking over whichever game looks oh, best. My you know? God, they're going to lose their minds, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Bless them. <laughs> Digital More Foundry vis- are absolutely amazing at what they do. But, yeah, they love this shit, don't they? It's almost like they do it on purpose. The thing is, they are they are the only five people in the world that understand what the fuck they're saying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, they put graphs on the screen to, to make everyone else in the world feel like just that little bit smarter. Like, when the red line goes down, things have gone wrong. <laughs> That's the only way we understand it. Oh. Don't forget, um, when it comes to the PS5, though, it may, it, I, I don't know how it affects you, but there's that kind of patent 
uh, Sony entered for like an external memory thing. I, I think we put it on the site a, a while ago. Now that may be a thing that you get the base PlayStation, for example, PS5 base is you know nice and everything. But rather than bringing out a new console like the Pro, they bring out like an attachment like the. They used to do back in the day. Do you know what I mean? That could be something. <laughs> Are you talking about like a Sega CD? No, I'm talking about a PlayStation Rumble pack, 5. Damn it. <laughs> talking about the N64 expansion pack. I'm talking oh. about the VMU. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same they registered, so they might have some plans for the future. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah. isn't that for hard drives? I don't know, because PS5 is steady state while well, it counts, isn't it? So it doesn't really need a hard drive. It's just like this steady state memory thing that just loads up in seconds yeah so it could be like a storage medium for your games maybe i mean i don't know it's just something they got registered but it, it seems weird they've got like an attachment to like a modern day console do you know what i mean so i don't know maybe the maybe it, it's uh done to that power so they can make the vr compatible you know there's all sorts of questions that need to be answered very true it's true mm. yeah i mean the ps5 and vr2 whatever that may be they're going to need to be very easily compatible and wireless as well otherwise Paul won't buy it Let's not forget, Xbox has been claiming they've got the world's most powerful console since the One X came out, and they're still a pile of shit. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, primarily it comes down to the games, doesn't it? More than anything. And Xbox has had the One X down for a couple of years, and it's doing what it needs to do. It's pushing that extra bit of power, but you know, no, the I'm Xbox not, One's first so. parties have just haven't just haven't reached the level of the Sony ones, and Sony have still managed to outsell PS Xbox quite considerably this year. Or this uh, generation, I think for people like me, us lot, and all the gamers out there, we won't notice the difference between the PS Pro and Xbox One X. We just won't. It's like it's like when you get like the uh, I don't know an iPhone XR, which has got like a, a LED screen, and the iPhone 11's got an OLED screen. You're never going to tell the difference because it's just you're just consumers. You don't give a shit. But you know, if you if you're an expert like looking at screen resolutions, then you're going to notice it. But you know, who does? Possibly yeah. me. <laughs> Uh, Greg, has uh, that more powerful console ever been an influencer for you to pick up that console over another? No, I mean, like, like I said, I was late to the party with the Pro and stuff anyway. For me, it was more down to sort of finances. But no, I've never thought one over the other. I mean, I used to, but not to the extent that like Paul's referring to. I remember when, obviously, I've always been sort of Sony. So I always had the PlayStations. I had PlayStation 2. And then when I started working in the game station, I actually saw that more of the Xbox on show. And there was that comparison in power between the PS2 and the Xbox, wasn't there? It was it was quite noticeable, unless it was just me. But yeah, yeah, there was that that thing. But I've never been one or the other. I've never been like, I have to have this one over this one because it's going to show slightly better things. I bought different versions of games on different consoles because, you know, you hear horror stories of one works fine on one, but not on the other. Like loading and frame rate and stuff like that. But no, I've never really striven strived to have the very best i mean if i was money bags and yeah i'd love to be able to you know it, it, it would have come down to the two but like no i haven't actually ever really sought to have the best or gone hmm which one's going to sway it for me i think it's down to the games for me it's not so much looking mm. at the absolute pinnacle like 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 sean was saying with the specifications and like you say if it's going to run at slightly less power then you think, is it really going to matter so much of us? Unless it does obviously affect the game in such a diverse way on one console over the other. It's not going to make me go, hmm, do I want a Series X or a PS5? So no, not in to answer your question elaborately, no, not really. Okay. I mean, you've got, you do have your shiny 4K TV now. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, like, like I said to you guys the other week, I only finally figured it out. So digital foundry stuff, I like watching it, but to me, I'm not one of those people that has to like fine tune everything. It took me long enough to sort this TV out. So that says a lot, doesn't it? I went through three different sort of preferences on it before I finally sorted it out for Jedi Fallen Order and such and gone, oh, I was doing it wrong. So, yeah, I'm not a tech buff enough to to, to care about the, the fact. If it was if it was a patently obvious thing, like, say, the Wii was to the PS3, you know, that is... I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the PS3 version, obviously, yeah. because I want it to look good. But when it comes down to the negligible differences, or you know, it runs slightly smoother, but it's not gonna stop me from playing the game. Then, nah, not really. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. I mean, look at the PS4 now or this year. I mean, we've got arguably the best looking games to come still with The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima and Cyberpunk. I mean. A lot of developers and publishers can't get the best out of these things until years and years down the line. No, no. I mean, we'll look at like Last of Us on the PS3. That was an end mm. sort of generation game. Um, you've got Metal Gear Solid 4 that came out in 2008, and that looked amazing for the time. But you could say that Last of Us looks better than certain elements of Metal Gear Solid 4, even though at the time it was staggering how much they put on on that game. So you're right, you are, we're now sort of tapping the end of the console's lifespan, but we're going to see some very good games coming out of it. Uh, Sean, does this make you want to get a Series X over a PS5? I don't know. You don't Honestly. know? No, I, I, I don't normally go for Xboxes at the start of the generation for the story I've told previously. Mm. And I don't, you know, I'm not overjoyed by the look of the Xbox Series X, to be honest. But if they come out and go, hey, we've got five brilliant exclusives that are going to make best use of all this power and you know sony aren't going hey we've got some of our own then out of the gate you think which one would i go for and for the first time i think i might have pause i still probably will buy a ps5 just because i'm a fucking sucker but um you know i think this one if if this is true and it's it's 20 percent less powerful it's very unlikely that you're going to see games have parity across both. And it, it might be enough just to say, you know what, I'll start this generation with an Xbox Series X. Interesting. And we'll see how it goes. Interesting. But then again, it's all about the games, isn't it? That's, that, is the, that is the be-all and end-all. This is what I was going to say. It's like it's, it, For me, it's the catalogue. It's not so much the which one looks slightly better. It's just, yeah, it's, it's the games that sell a console, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Uh, talking of uh, games that sell a console, our next topic is kind of uh, following on from this. Now, Sean put out a while back a very fanboy-baiting tweet about the studios between Microsoft and Sony. And it was suggested as a topic for the podcast. Which one would be better? Microsoft's in-house studios or Sony's in-house studios? Now, I mean, on paper, I'm not sure this is much of an argument, but let's have a discussion regardless. Uh, Sean, why did you feel the need to bring this uh, very neo-gaffy, fanboy, flamey topic to our lovely little podcast? Because all I've heard for the last like six months is that Microsoft have been buying X, Y, and Z studios. And when when I started to think about it in my head, I was like, I don't know what's being made at a lot of these studios. And then I thought, well, maybe I do. So I wrote it down. I was originally going to do an article on it because... I was thinking to myself, 
if Sony's big hitters are all hitting in 2020 and they're all going to be PS4 games, what are they going to launch the PS5 with? So I wrote it down and I'll, I'll go through the list. So this is what I, I've, I've presumed as being made at each studio. For, so for Sony, they have Ben Studios, which we are presuming are working on Days Gone 2. We've got Ford Works, who work on mobile games. We've got Guerrilla Games, which are working on Horizon 2, which Woo. we kind of, we, we, we know, but we don't know. You know, they keep putting out retweet, re- recruitment tweets that have Aloy in the GIFs. So they're definitely keeping Horizon going. Um, Insomniac, which are most definitely working on Spider-Man 2. Yay. Japan Studios, which I honestly don't have a clue. London Studios are now working on VR games. And basically a couple of weeks ago, we might have heard that they are working on Horizon VR. Media Molecule are working on Dreams. Naughty Dog are working on The Last of Us 2. Manchester Studio, which is the big VR game studio, they are likely working on a big AAA VR game. And all of their recruitment says that. Pixel Opus just put out Concrete Genie, and we don't know what they're working on. Polyphony Digital are working on Gran Turismo, probably a next-gen version. Uh, San Diego Studios uh, working on Major League Baseball The Show and A Small Project, which is unknown. Uh, San Mateo Studios are co-developing, so they are they are a studio that co-develop with other studios, and they're always indie studios. And we know that Housemark are working with Sony on something, so it's likely going to be Housemark that they are working with. Uh, Sony Santa Monica are obviously working on God of War 2. Sucker Punch are working on Ghost of Tsushima, and Team Ico are working on something we'll see in 25 years. So that's all <laughs> the Sony, <laughs> that's all the Sony Studios. Um, and it's a really good list, but a lot of stuff that's getting released is getting released soon. Now, not in you know a year's time for for the PlayStation Five. And then I decided to look at Microsoft's. Um, so we've got three four three Studios, which are working on Halo, which is going to be an Xbox Series X. Compulsion Games. So they are the guys that did We Happy Few, and they did that um, Shadow game that released on the PS4. We don't know what they're working on. There's been nothing since We Happy Few. Double Fine. So they bought Double Fine. Double Fine are working on Psychonauts 2. And they are co-publishing now a couple of games like Ooblets and things like that. In Exile are working on Wasteland. Uh, Mojang are working on Minecraft. Ninja Theory are working on Hellblade 2 and Bleeding Edge. So Hellblade <laughs> Uh, that was really convincing as well. I thought Thanks. you just started playing the trailer in the background. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Obsidian, so we know they are working on Outer Worlds DLC, but I don't I don't think the entire team will be working on that. So I imagine they've started working on something for next gen. Playground Games, they are rumoured to be working on Fable, but they also haven't dropped Forza. So I expect the second Forza to be for, for next gen to be the one that's being done by Playground Games. Uh, Rare are working on that Everwild, which we know is next gen. Uh, the Coalition have Gears of War. They'll be working on Gears of War forever. So you can expect <laughs> another one of those. Microsoft have also got this The Initiative, which is their new mega expensive studio, which is apparently putting out quadruple A games. Yeah, they've just added another A and probably another $100 million to the price of a making of a game. Mm. So, And they say we'll find out about what that, that studio is working on very soon. Oh, it's going to be a really shiny match three game, isn't it? Fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
turn 10, so they probably are working on the first next-gen Forza game. Undead Labs, State of Decay, so they're probably working on State of Decay 3, so the, the three people that play those games can be happy. And <laughs> <laughs> they've got World's Edge, which is working on Age of Empire, which will undoubtedly come to the next-gen consoles. And then you've got the other, like the PC teams that are doing like Flight Simulator and stuff like that. So, so they've got a really good lineup of studios now, and they've got a lot of people working on next-gen games, which is better now. Mm. Yeah, uh, they are they are far more prepared for the next generation than they were for the this generation for sure. Oh god, yeah. And that seems to be what they've been working towards for the last couple of years. Is yeah. right. Let's write this one off, and we'll hit the ground fucking running for the next gen. Yeah. Uh, Hellblade 2 looks crazy and insane and visually looks very impressive. I am fascinated to see what the initiative is and what they're making. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting. And but I just can't get excited about anything else. I mean, Halo, yes, I'm always in from what Halo, Halo Infinite looks. I don't know what Halo Infinite is going to be, but I'm there day one regardless. I don't know. Rare have let me down this gen and the gen before, to be honest. <laughs> so what do we do i mean in my mind on paper there's no comparison at this present moment in time and it's not only it's not because of all of sony studios it's only for one or two of them it's for naughty dog and insomniac and gorilla and bend and, and media molecule i mean you can't ignore dreams have you seen those pictures going around of that breakfast that was made yeah. in dreams jesus Christ. i mean for fuck's sake come on i mean it is an incredibly powerful tool that and, was insane. I remember looking at it going, that can't be, oh, that's actually made. Wow. Absolutely insane. And that's, Dreams isn't even out yet, really. <laughs> it's just, you know, what, whatever is to come from that is going to be fascinating. And, you know, obviously people love uh, Gran Turismo. GT Sport didn't set the world on fire, but I'm sure it will come back swinging again soon. Sony is missing a, a very positive um, driving game, because if GT isn't as strong as it used to be. They need to work on that. But I mean, I don't know. Is anyone else uh, between the two big guns of Sony and Microsoft? What do you think, uh, Paul? Well, I'm like you, really. Um, is, uh, as, as Sean was reading off that list of Microsoft games and studios, I mean, I'm, I'm not as knowledgeable as you guys. I didn't know what half these studios have been working on. And the games that I've heard of, uh, you, you rattled off there, I just, I had no interest in. It's just no excitement whatsoever. And, I've, and I don't know if that's. Uh, just because I am a probably, you know, arguably a, a PlayStation fan, but I have had the Xbox, and my experience with the Xbox was just not a great one. Um, you know, the games are okay, nothing special, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's all very grey and meh. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't nothing, especially that, you know, um, I don't know, it's just, oh, I just can't get excited. But you list off the Sony uh, games, and you think, yes, I definitely want to play more Horizon. I want to play some Dreams. I want to play more DayZ. I want to see what... What, what's next in these chapters of the games that you've invested your time in over the kind of last couple of years? And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these were going to be PS4, PS5, crossover things like whatever last gen. Um, I think, I don't know, I, mean, I think maybe Sony just biding their time. There's so much life left in the PS4 at the moment. Do you know what I mean? The user base is huge. I don't think they need to rush into it like Microsoft have to because they are the Xbox is let's be it's dead let's be honest so they, they they have to make that jump that leap first like it screams of Sega Saturn to me to be fair but you know time will tell but yeah I, I can't get I can't get excited by Microsoft at all okay that's fair mm. 
Uh, Greg? Yeah, I'm, I'm like Paul, but more chipper. I'm more PlayStation biased. <laughs> That's you in a nutshell, really, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm team PlayStation, obviously, but yeah, having the Xbox, then whatever comes to Game Pass, I will, I will try. There's not really been much in the way of exclusives that I've gone yay for. So, yeah, I'm going to be... I mean, the list you rattled off for PlayStation is insane. So, yeah, that that's my... I'm, I'm, more, I'm more that side, but I'm not impartial to the old Xbox. So, we'll see. I'll say, I think there's an argument to be said that Microsoft could quite rightly step away from the console market because I think they, they buried themselves with the Xbox One X... Well, Xbox One, it first came out. Um, they got the Game Pass, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal service, and obviously the Xcloud's coming as well. I mean, it's, it's not—it's not good to say they could just like forget it. You know, Sony's got the consoles hands down, but we've got this game streaming thing, or whatever. There's an argument for that. I think I, I don't know. I can't see the Xbox or the Sex, I want to call it for sure, um, doing much more than just being another Xbox doing nothing much. Do you know what I mean? It is interesting. Game Pass is the one thing that almost makes Microsoft's output kind of like it renders mute anyway because they're all going to be there i don't think their their games don't need to be system sellers because they're going to be immediately available on that service anyway and that's the weird thing about it is that yeah they could have fantastic games on day one on game pass whatever halo infinite straight to game pass gears of war 6 net to game pass the initiatives game straight to game pass you know game pass is amazing we talk about it all the time how great it is but with that knowledge is it going to sell consoles well you're right yeah probably not why would, you, why would you spend all that money on an Xbox Six um, when you can just, you know, play them via xCloud or whatever, you know? Mm. And Microsoft have, all, have already said that most of these are going to be cross-gen anyway. So a lot of these games will be getting Xbox One X releases. Yeah. Here's, here's the question for you, right? You, you, walk into, you walk into your game and you have a guy standing in front of you who's presenting both of these consoles. Um, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X is likely to be a bit more expensive than the PlayStation 5, given the rumors about the specs. So let's just say the PlayStation 4 is, you know, sorry, PlayStation 5 is 400 quid. The, play, the Xbox Series X is 450. You say, okay, but well, what games are you going to come out with? And they go, okay, well, the PlayStation 5 has, you know, God of War 2, it has Spider Man 2, it has Horizon 2. But you'll have to buy all of those, and they're all £50 each. Or you could buy an Xbox Series X, and for the first three months, you get to pay a pound, and you can have every game on this, including all the games from the previous generation, and some from the generation before that, for £1. And after that, you can pay £10 a month and continue to play them. It's a really good proposition, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a difficult toss-up. You know, well, it, well, do it depends, I have, in a do sense, I have but... five or six good, ultimately, game of the generation games that I buy, or do I have literal hundreds of games for a quid a month? Yes, but the thing is, I mean, this is just me speaking from my experience. I, I, had, I tried a game pass and it was great, but, um, you know, I, I didn't know what to download at first. I thought I had too much choice. And I know what the Xbox games are like, and I know I won't enjoy them. I won't enjoy Gear 6. I won't enjoy Halo that kind of thing. I'll probably enjoy Forza 10, whatever it is. And it's probably about it. Because I know from my experience of Xboxes, that's the, sort, that's the only game I actually really enjoy playing. Whereas okay. I know on PlayStation, yes, I might have to fork out my money, but Spider-Man 2, Horizon 2, uh, Ghost of Shimmy 2, whatever, 
I know I'm going to like playing and want to play, so I'll probably more inclined to pay a little bit extra, or a bit less for the console, but pay extra for the games, just because they're the games I actually want to play rather than just, uh, you know, junk that you can just download for free, play it five minutes, don't like it, next. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. That, that's why I'm saying, like, when you come, when somebody walks into that store now, those people that are like, they don't know the difference. If they don't know, then for sure, yeah. Then they're going to be looking and going, okay, well, I pay 50, 50 pound more now. But, you know, over the next six months, I've made that back. Easy. Yeah, of course. Um, but it, it's weird, isn't it, how we, like, talk about Xbox Game Studios and, like, it seems like we're all judging them on, like, previous... Like, none of us seem excited about Gears anymore. But they still, like, we've got a studio dedicated to Gears of War. Mm. But there is a fan base for it. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, think for it's, sure. it's not bringing new people in, but it, what it's doing, it's making those people happy. And but the thing is that pool is decreasing all the time, isn't it? You know, that that if there aren't there aren't like new Gears of War fans popping up. I mean I don't know, I mean maybe there were. I mean uh, over Christmas you could buy all five of them for twenty two pounds. Oh yeah, yeah. Or you yeah, could go on like, Games Pass for a quid. What I mean <laughs> it's yeah. It's tough on it because you really hope like that Microsoft aren't gonna build all of their games to be subscription sellers rather than system sellers because that way you get you know sea of thieves mm. you know you get a game which is great with four of your mates but to be honest with you unless you've got four mates with xbox ones you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna want to play it and you've got to have system sellers to sell the systems so vicious circle yeah i mean it's the quality of sony's output which puts me in their in their camp to be honest yeah you know microsoft you know i absolutely take my hat off to them they're trying something new with it's revolutionary what they do and it's fascinating but they just need the goddamn games to make it worthy you know and if sony were like in an ideal world sony were like you know what playstation now all first party games day one i mean (laughs) what what the hell do you do then you know it's like well fuck it microsoft might as well close down (laughs) yeah exactly yeah the thing is that did did you read that interview with Jim Ryan when he was talking about how to treat first party games? Uh, and the, I didn't, and then, uh, refresh the memory of us and the listener. He, Jim Jim Ryan was talking about PlayStation Now, and he was asked the question about why Sony have waited so long to really up the ante with this and and start putting first party games directly onto PlayStation Now. And he was saying, you know, that's that's never been our strategy because if you give players the game day one on a subscription service for a little amount of money, that is the value you are setting forever. So you look at like Gears you know, 5 now, like nobody nobody wants to pay more than a quid for it, you know, because that's how much people have been paying for it. The, the value proposition of that game is in the toilet. And that's going to happen for a lot of these games. And Jim Ryan was saying like how yeah, we'll continue to launch the way we've always launched because we want our games to be valued at what we think they are valued at. And I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, launching a game and then maybe giving it six months down the line on PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus, that seems like a really good thing to do as a business. Yeah, just all these bloody PlayStation gamers got to stop buying all the games, haven't they? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's how we all rise up. (laughs) <laughs> you stop buying them guys and we'll get them all on PS now come on <laughs> for god's sake 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anyone else got any final thoughts on this? No, not me. Nope. All right. Let's move on then very, very quickly uh, to some good news coming out of EA. I know. I know. Weird. I know. But we're going to go through this uh, very, very quickly. The head of Respawn, Vince Sampella, who is responsible, of course, for Titanfall, Titanfall 2, Apex Legends, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Basically, EA's greatest asset is now taking on an expanded role as head coach at DICE LA. Now, there's no announcement of what they're working on, but of course, DICE is known back in the day for the main Medal of Honor series. And there's there's a possible chance that we might see a new Medal of Honor coming out of this. Now, Sean, this is good news, isn't it? For EA, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. You know, Vince... Vincent Palos has done. He's he's like a, um, he's a Kojima, but he doesn't talk out of his arse a lot. He is he is known for <laughs> in your face, Kojima. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, like even before he went to EA and he was working at Activision and he did you know Call of Duty, so he was the guy that pitched a modern warfare game to Activision, and Activision absolutely did not want it. They wanted Call of Duty to be a World War Two shooter. And that's all they wanted. And Vince Zampala was, was one of the pair of the two, with I think it was Robert Bowling, who pitched Modern Warfare. And they eventually convinced Activision to do it. And they completely changed the first person shooting. You know, he is a goldmine for ideas and he knows how to make a good game. And I know you can say, you know, he's, he's not making a game, he's, he's part of a team. But he's never been in charge of a flop. So, I don't know. Maybe he's got good chops, good designing chops, good management managerial, and I hope to Christ I'm making another Medal of Honor. I really miss that series. Yeah, what, that would be what cool. was the last one? Was it Warfighter? <sighs> yeah. It wasn't very good, was it? Yeah. Uh, it's just the name killed it. The name killed it. But the first model of Medal of Honor game, when they basically got loads of soldiers in, and basically you could customize your own person with beards. Like you, you, you upgraded to beards, and you, the longer you fought, the, the the longer your beard got, and you had like the aces. It was so good. That that game is so good. And some of the missions were like genuinely like as good as No Russian, and and how impactful they were. So, it's just a shame that they then decided to do Warfighter, because that's exactly what fucking people do. <laughs> That's what uh, fucking people do. They, <laughs> they fight war. It's like Need for Speed car driver. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just terrible. Uh, so Dice LA have never, they haven't made a game themselves, have they? They've always been the kind of behind the scenes guys on Battlefield and yeah, the like. Um, Dice themselves were EA, EA Los Angeles before, who obviously were the ones that made Medal of Honor. Yeah, and now Zampella's going in to kind of reshape and make their own games, which is really cool. And you know, Respawn have had an amazing couple of years, um, an amazing generation actually, really, when you think about it. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where Respawn go without him, but I'm sure they're in good hands. I I don't know if you saw the interesting news about Respawn, about the new heads of Time for Three. No? Well, Ooh. maybe. Bring it. So, so the they announced who were going to be the heads of their new teams, and they announced a head for Apex Legends. They announced a head for their narrative division, 
who's working on a narrative game. And I'm guessing that was the team that did Star Wars Fallen Order. And then they announced a third team. And that was on top of the new head for Medal of Honor VR. So there are quite a lot of teams at Respawn. And one of them is working on something that hasn't been announced. Is it possibly a fact that they finally fixed Anthem and they're going to release a patriot at last <laughs> and uh, Vince is going to get on board and make it a really good game? Is that a possibility? There no, we go. No. I mean, it took you all of an hour to mention <laughs> Anthem. I'm very it's proud a, of it's you. It's a perfect opportunity, wasn't it? But also, Dice, what are they the guys who've done uh, Mirror's Edge? Um, yeah, I think they were, actually. I think they were, and I would like to see another Mirror's Edge game. They are always underrated, but always a lot of fun to play. Well, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, let me let me check. I think it might. You have to check, aren't you? The overseer, don't you have it all? It was dice. No, I just remember the the. It was dice. That's well, I remember it because the red and white dice logo. I remember it. That might be interesting. Yeah. You like Mirror's Edge, don't you? I do like Mirror's Edge. It's really good. Mirror's Edge, Legends, Apex, Warfighter. Anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Dice have got nothing to do with Anthem, man. Let it go. But it's EA, isn't it? And they deserve a slap. God, man. (laughs) God. You're like an ex-boyfriend that's like, I don't want to be with her, but I want no one else to be with her. (laughs) You keep talking about her. It's over. It's never over, man. Not until Anthem comes back. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Right then, let's move on to. Where are we? Oh my god, we're here already. The quiz answers. Let's Woo-hoo. do this. I've got a bad feeling about this. David, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, reference. Thank you. <laughs> okay, question one. The first chapter of the Final Fantasy VII remake, releasing on the third of March, is set in which in-game city? Uh, Roscoe. Uh, Midgar. Midgar is correct. Such Greg bias. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Which two Sega and Platinum games developed action games are getting remasters, which will release in February 2020? Paul, what's the answer to that? Bayonetta and Vanquish. That is correct. You have two points for that answer. Excellent. Yay! If you got one at home, you can give yourself one point. Um, question three, which remastered game will be included for free with any pre-order of Doom Eternal? Greg? Is it Final Doom? It's Doom 64. Yes. Oh, bollocks. That is unfortunate, but a good punt. Uh, question four, what are the names of the two games that Xbox oh. Game Studio are publishing in April 2020? Roscoe. <laughs> Is one of them tell me why? No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they are, but okay. No, that's that's in Q1. It's not been given a definitive release date. April when? April's in Q2. No, it's not. <laughs> 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 no, no. <laughs> um, is, it, is the other one Ori in the World of the Wisps? No. Oh, man. I only okay. put Ori. That's all I can think of. The two games that Xbox Game Studios are publishing in April 2020 are Minecraft Dungeons and Gears Tactics. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, oh, um, piss on some shoes. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> your own shoes. 
Okay, question five. What is the name of the next entry into Supermassive Games' Dog Pictures Anthology scheduled to release in 2020? Paul, any ideas on this one? Is it Little Hope? It is Little Hope. Oh, here he goes. I ain't got oh, a clue, well, guys. Put, cross oh. <laughs> put ticket, thank you very much. Okay, question six. What is the name of the first game that will be published by Sony Interactive in 2020? Uh, Greg? It's not The Last of Us 2, is it? It's not The Last of Us 2. No, no, no idea. It's Dreams. Oh, yes. Uh, Piss take that. Piss take. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Question seven. What is the name of the city you'll be exploring in CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, Roscoe? Night City. Night City is correct. Uh, question eight. What is the subtitle to the next Yakuza game? Yakuza 7, <laughs> set to release in 2020. Paul? Oh, dear. Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg, have is you got it, an idea? Is it Yakuza 7? I can't believe people still buy these. I still buy these. Oh, God. Is it Yakuza 7, Sean is a mug? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Give yourself minus five points. Well done. <laughs> it's Yakuza like a like dragon. A dragon. Well done, Roscoe. Thanks, man. Okay, question Thanks, nine. Google. <laughs> <laughs> question nine. Typhoon Studios, who will be releasing their first video game, Journey to the Savage Planet, this month, were recently bought by which massive corporation? Uh, Roscoe. Google. That is correct. They uh... bought them as a Google Stadia. Uh, and question... what's, what's the stadia? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, never knows. Question 10. Can you name me four of the playable characters currently confirmed for the Marvel's Avengers game, which is releasing in May? Greg? Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, and Iron Man. Very good. I will accept Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, Thor, Hank Pym, Hawkeye, and Miss Marvel. When you say Hank Pym, does that actually mean Ant-Man? If you've written down Ant-Man, I will give it to you. Oh, you what? absolute legend. Because his, his name Ant- Ant-Man. Yeah, I right. Okay. Is that one point for the question or one point for each one? One point for each one. Oh, so this is a total of... So you've got a total of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You could have had 15 points today. I haven't got 15, but I'm just... You could have had. You could have had 15 <laughs> points. This is what you could have won. Um, let's if you touch up your scores, and we're going to start with uh, let's start with Paul. Uh, I got thirteen. Fuck off! You've got thirteen. Well, that that, that, that hand man gave me all <laughs> four points for left for stars. What do you mean, fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Greg. <sighs> eight. It's not an very good day. Eight. An admirable eight. You've set something for the listener to beat. There you go. <laughs> Ross has got 15 I'm going to be fuming There's no way he's got 15 I haven't got 15 because I got that Xbox Game Studios one wrong yeah, Me too man but, uh, uh, also, but also fuck you Paul Right in the face Because I got 10 <laughs> Are you kidding? No Paul won Of course he did Why is everyone so shocked at this? Because it's you all we've done is hold on a minute, that's a bit low, isn't it? <laughs> no need for that. See, when I go to work in the mornings, I sit down at my computer and I scour the news to try and write something for the site because it gets neglected, doesn't it? I don't always do it, but the information soaks in, you see. So I have a little bit of an idea. 
Oh, yeah. We have a website. Fingerguns.net. Check it out. Cool. Good times. Oh, I've got 11, actually, not 10. Never mind. Oh. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Congratulations, Paul. Thanks, you man. have taken the first win of 2020. First and only. I'll probably guarantee that. Oh, here he goes. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Shout out. But he won't be on the pod now for the next six weeks. So it's probably true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> gain a giant lead. Uh, well, thank you very much, Sean. As ever. It was a pleasure. A pleasure. A pleasure. A pleasure. I would do an app this week, but there's not much. Basically, anything massively major coming out this week, Sean, that you can think of? No, there's absolutely nothing coming out this week. No. <laughs> no. Everyone's got... given up on video games this week. I tell you yeah. what, there is. I tell you what else came out. Um, just it came out last week, and I feel like it needs to be mentioned. Lake Ridden hit xbox one so ah, yes it's a really cool puzzle game and we played it at several egx res way back and when and it came out on pc and it got completely ignored they ported it to the xbox one and if you've got an xbox one i you know highly advise you go and give it a look it is pretty cool and aesthetic aesthetically pleasing and mysterious give it mm. a go uh this week if you're on pc and you're a fan of monster Hunter world iceborne is coming to pc on january 9th and that's about it uh yep yeah, january is not hugely exciting is it except for journey to discover planet at the end of the month yeah looking forward to that it's backlog month isn't it it is yeah it's catching up it's lovely yeah <laughs> it's the chance to play things like just cause in shadow of the tomb raider oh god <laughs> Fun times, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does bring I, an end. What, what, um, oh. Oh, sorry, what going? I was going to say, if you guys want a game to play, I can I recommend you maybe get Breakpoint, and we can what team up and stuff. It's quite cheap to do, I think, on PSN. Twenty five pound. Twenty five pound is not cheap. It's better than thirty pound. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have said any number greater than twenty five, and it would have been better than that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's better than, than twenty six. <laughs> face. Like, I will consider it under advisement from, <laughs> from the message, right? <laughs> yeah. I cool. mean, I've got I've got Battlefront Two still waiting on my uh, PS4 after everyone said, "Oh, we'll get into that again." Man, I've been playing it all the time. Just like join in. Well, you haven't. Yeah, I have. It's been triple XP since Christmas. I've been absolutely rinsing it. Am I? Can I get access to your celebration stuff, or is that the yours? Um, there's a code in emails for you. <gasps> Where? Ooh. You missed it, I guess. Ah, uh, can you resend I, it? I know, I know. I've I've left it unread in our email box. It's lo- well, but so what? I think somebody's read it. You should you should go and oh. check that. Maybe I should. <laughs> anyway, okay, that does bring it in to this week's podcast, our first one of 2020. Thank you very much indeed for listening, as ever. If you do want to follow us, don't forget to go to Finger Guns on Twitter at F-N-G-R-G-N-S on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Finger Guns UK. You can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash fingerguns.net. Are we going to be streaming anytime soon? Yes. Cool. Dead end job. Repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) This is now a dead end job fan podcast. (laughs) Jesus. It's really not. I haven't played it yet myself. Get on it! I know, I know. It's on my PS4 waiting there, looking at me. Looking at me. It's right next to Fortnite in my list. It's dangerous. Well, just move it. All right. <laughs> 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 okay, I will. Uh, well, that, yeah. Thank you very much, indeed. We'll be back once again next week with more Game Shenanigans. So it's goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles!
Goodbye for Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye. And goodbye for Mr. Paul Cullett. See you. And goodbye from me. I've been your host, Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. Dum, 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 dum.